the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Andy. And Andy's also here. How are you? I got a headache. See, was that hard? Yeah, it was pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're... He's going to wear on some cooked energy this afternoon. We've just recorded Bums on the Bench, which you should also listen to. Definitely. Fantastic show. We watched... WLC. WLC, which is small people wrestling. It's great. It's it's better than you think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's odd. Imagine TLC, but with smaller stuff. Every time you say TLC, I'm just... I think the band. This is what a it, band? Yeah, TLC. Don't go chase the waterfalls. I don't know that. Anyway, Monaco happened. The holy grail of Formula One. Yes. And we've got a bit to talk about. First thing I want to bring up, though. Okay. Helicopter shots. Fantastic. They worked well, didn't they? It's amazing what happens when you put the Formula One production team in charge of it. Normally, we rail on them, but they are heaps better than the Monaco production team. Oh. No no crazy shots of Lance Stroll when action was happening. It was great. Lance Stroll was in this one a fair bit, though, but for actually doing shit. Yeah, like hitting walls. And <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah. That's what we want to see, right? Look. I wonder if Fernando gave him a brake balance to help with this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, before we get into sort of running through the things in in our version of what we like to call depth. Yes. Overall rating on the weekend. Laps 1 through 52 were boring as shit. Laps when the rain was around was fantastic. I can't knock you for your review. That That's the shorthand of it. Like <laughs> once the good. rain hit, it became exciting again. And for the first time ever, the weather predictions were correct. Every... I've got biscuit on my microphone. Good work. <laughs> Every race where there is a chance of rain, they always go, no, it's coming. Get ready, it's coming. Get ready, it's coming. And then it never shows up. This one then went literally... Most teams went, yeah, it might be here, it and it cla- showed up. Class one from McLaren, according on lap thirty-five, and they kept bringing it up because it was, didn't come till like lap fifty-seven. Class one. Yeah, so on the radio, they, they you know how the radio pops up when te- they're talking to Ted because it always happens when Ted's talking. So Ted's talking about the weather, and uh, Crofty goes two seconds, Ted, and it's Lando's um, race engineer. He's like, Lando, we've got a class one for weather. We believe it might rain. Last one, though. And that's all that he said. And then for the rest of the race, every chance they talked about the weather, Brundle was like, I wonder what that class one is. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's mysterious. It I'll was very mysterious. <laughs> Turns out class one means 25 minutes later when you're on lap 57, it starts pelting down because that's basically what happened. It was. So I thought Monaco this year was one of the best we've had in a long time. There was a lot of really positives out of it. It was It was a good weekend. Now, I know in the preview we both said to watch all the broadcasts. I think it's time to be honest with people. How much of the broadcast did you watch? I turned it on five minutes before the race. Yeah, me and too. I watched, <laughs> and I watched qualifying, but I that's watched, it. I watched qualifying. I, I was like, I can't watch the grid walk. They're just going to talk to people who feign interest in Formula 1, and they did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that. Monaco was fantastic, though. Let's get into it. So, 
You got any news? No. No, there is no news. The only news is um, fucking the Charles <laughs> and Lewis thing just keep. It's just it has more smoke at it. Of course, I mean it is the biggest shake up to the grid that has happened since Michael left Ferrari, right? No, I'd say it's the biggest one since Fernando left Alpine last year. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was pretty huge. But prior to that, it would probably be not Michael leaving, but Lewis leaving McLaren when he did for Mercedes. I'd say that was that would be it. Yeah, well, this sport lives and dies on Lewis's decisions, and it has for qu- quite a while. Quite a while. We'll see when we see. We're not going to keep talking about it because nothing's changed. It's just a waste of time. But we, what we can talk about is something that has changed, and that's the side pods on the Mercedes. They looked good, and it seems to have improved the car a little bit. Yeah, they did better. But uh, I think between both our perspectives, we were kind of right, where I was like, look, I think it's going to bring a decent improvement. And you were like, look, it's probably just a show sh- side pod. It worked well enough. Well, Toto is ecstatic from it, from all accounts. Him, Lewis, and uh, George see very positive outcomes coming from this change. So I think they said the next upgrade, like major upgrade for a team is McLaren's bringing basically a whole... No, was it McLaren or was it Alpha? All I heard was it was like Andrea or Andrea or one of them. I didn't catch the last name because they're both very similar. <laughs> yeah. But one of those cars is changing fundamentally in the next few weeks and that change will be the next major change in the grid. And if it brings a change similar to what Mercedes has done, then I think either one of those teams will be looking better in a few weeks. Yeah, I would hazard a guess it would probably be McLaren. McLaren talks more in the media about what they're up to with their car. Yeah, that's fair. Alfa Romeo is very quiet a lot of the time. Crofty did say the team principal, and it, I just I was half asleep, so I didn't catch it. I don't. I definitely know it was like Andrea, Andrea, like Seidel or Stella. Yeah. No it's idea Andreas which... and Andrea and yep. then Stella... And Stiled. So, AS. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we have to watch fair. this race at midnight in this country. It's hard to stay awake fully. I, full disclosure, I watched the replay because I sat down, I watched it. I think I got to about lap five and I fell asleep. And it wasn't because it was boring. A lot happened in the first few laps. But it was because it was 11.30 at night. It is. And I am a sleepy, sleepy boy. Yeah. So, I didn't watch it. Let's talk about qualifying. That was fun. It's always fantastic at Monaco. It's Well, it's the session that sort of sets the tone for the weekend because wherever you qualify, it's nine times out of ten, that's where you're finishing. You know what I mean? And if you look at the first, like Q1, Sergio going out, he's the guy who won last year, set the tone for the rest of his weekend, didn't it? Because it was shit. It was one of the worst weekends I think I've ever seen Sergio have. And, like, he finished the race. And it's still one of the worst weekends I've ever seen him have. To be fair, he crashed in qualifying last year too. Yeah, but he crashed <laughs> in Q3, not Q1. <laughs> and he crashed at Portier, not fucking Sandovot. And also, like, that man didn't even attempt to slow down for the corner. Like, that was just... Yeah, it looked like the brakes failed. Straight into the wall. Like, it was... They watched a lot of it on replay because it, it red flagged that part of the session. Yeah. Speaking of the red flag, that crane... Lots of photos and footage have been taken on the underside of the Red Bull. Also the Mercedes as well. Yeah, but that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the Red Bull's got... Yeah, getting it. That, uh, I think it was Nui and Horner were both quite pissed off at how slow it went up because it gave everyone ample opportunity to get photos of the underside. 
And then all the reports were, it was like, that thing's too convoluted. We can't figure it out. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> These cars are like... Imp- There's one man who can design a good car at the moment. It's Adrian Newey, and that man is... He, I mean, he wrote a book, and I still don't understand anything he's ever said. Nah. Also, I haven't read the book, so that might be why. Probably. But yeah, I remember when Checo went out, I was like, oh, this is going to be big things because now a lot of teams are getting some genuine photos. Whether you can do anything with them Well, Aston probably can. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. They've also bought like Red Bull's engineering department too. So that that, that makes them more likely to change their floor a bit. I reckon so. Allegedly. We'll see. Like genuinely, we'll see. Something will come of this. It's... Even if the teams can't, I guess, 3D map this out, it at least points them in the right direction of the obvious things. And still, to this day, I know it's got a wood. Yeah, every one of them. All of them do. It always blows my mind when they lift it up and there's just like a a two by four (laughs) screwed (laughs) to the bottom of a multi million dollar machine of technology. And they're just like, man. Bit of wood, that's all it needs. The wood works. Do you reckon? Hey, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. I mean, I know. It's just, it's so jarring to me. Like, oh, and we've made this out of like a micro neon polymer carbon dioxide tubing. And it's like, and what about the bottom? They're like, two by four. Two by four. To just get we went to there. Bunnings for, <laughs> we bought enough for the season. Yeah. yeah. So, Checo crashed out in Q1. Yes. Massive shakeup for the weekend. It removed Max's opportunity to have a rear gunner for the race, which pretty much guarantees a win. Yep. Who else went out in Q1? It was... Let's find out. It was, obviously, Sergio Guanyu Zhou, or Zhou Guanyu. Yep. Nico Hulkenberg, Kevin Magnussen, and Logan Sargent missed out. And he only missed out by, like, point, point oh 0.04. Like, point... No, sorry, 0.04. Yeah, for one-hundredth of a second. Or one-thousandth of a second. One-thousandth. Shit. That wasn't much because it's like 8, 13 minus 8, whatever that is. Yep. It was, look, Haas, they're, they're still not where we know or want that team to be in regards to qualifying. Yep. Bit of a disappointing thing. However, we saw a lot of them in the race because they just went, yep, fuck it, gloves are off. Pretty much. Logan Sargent, that's where we expect him. Didn't do well. No, like, not at not all. He's not doing well at all, to be to be quite honest. Like, if... If Nick DeVries is under pressure, I think Logan Sargent has a right to be under pressure. I do. I, I think that too. They interviewed, was it James Vows? Yeah, I wanted to mention that. He he came on the radio a bunch over the weekend. And I can see why Toto liked him around. He's very well-spoken and he can explain it really simply. And doesn't tolerate anything from the two broadcasters where they pepper him because they were peppering him a little bit and they're like, oh, we were hoping you'd say something like this. He's like, well, I'm not. That's I'm, the answer. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Pretty... Standard though, except for Sergio, pretty standard Q1. Those are, that's, you know, that's part of the usual suspects. Yeah. The only other one that was uh, missing is Lance Stroll. Again, it just goes to show that like a car is 50% of your speed and your talent's the other 50%. And that 50% from the car is doing a lot of heavy lifting for that young man this year. Yeah. He's not that great as shown in the race. Oh, of course. Q2? Q2, we lost. Uh, Piastri, DeVries, Albon, Stroll, and Bottas. Basically all the the usual suspects there again. Again, yeah, it wasn't a super mixed-up qualifying. Again, Checo's crash was pretty much the only main thing. Piastri, though, he was just 
eliminated. Just eliminated, yeah, by Lando. Yep. Which is what you expect. Which is also what should happen. Yeah, like you can't expect Piastri to be overtaking Lando round, what, six? Exactly. Maybe five? I don't know. I can't remember what they're up to now. Something like that. I it's know. something early. Yeah, we're in the season. Somewhere. What was your take on the McLaren special livery, the triple crown? I liked livery? it. Yeah. Let's keep that one. Let's get rid of the, the normal one. Let's use this one. Look, I can agree with that. And I can agree with that, but I also, this is, I've traditionally said that orange papaya McLaren sucks. I do like this year's version. I don't like I this do year. like it. I think it's good. You're wrong. Oh, all the time. Which except, you, except about Ferrari. Except about Ferrari. Speaking of which, Ferrari. Oh my God, we'll get into that. <laughs> we need to get into that. That was funny. <laughs> Honestly, it's Ferrari. What, you know what's What do you happen. expect? Let's go into Q3 where probably the most incredible thing we've ever seen in a Monaco qualifying happened, which, which was Max's lap. Oh, mental. Max was down two tenths. tenths of a second going into the final sector. Gets a fantastic run out of the swimming pool and gets pole. Yeah. And it was... Look, we're Red Bull fans. We're also Fernando Alonso fans. Yeah, I was cheering for Alonso that whole time. That minute when he was on that lap, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> they, I, they cut to the Aston Martin garage. They he, looked over the moon. Oh, and then... Max Verstappen just does world champion things. Breaks everyone's heart. Oh, I wasn't disappointed. You know I'm a massive Max fan. This is my season of glory. I also I, I wanted Fernando to get I it. Wanted I wanted Fernando, Fernando to, get to get it so much. It, I reckon it would have changed his strategy in the next day. It would have had to. He would have started on the mediums. Yep. Because, that, and that's the thing about Monaco too. Daniel Ricciardo won the race with missing what his MGU... K? K. Yeah, which was 25% of his engine power and just able was able to sit that car in the right spot with Lewis Hamilton breathing down his neck. For like, what, 30 laps? Yeah, it was incredible to watch. So, and we know what Fernando's like. Man puts it in fucking sixth gear and he's <laughs> like, I'm good. I don't have to go any faster than this. Yep, you will not get past. It gives that the good old fucking Gandalf. Charles, Max, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. Impedes Lando, gets a three-place grid penalty, and does something I think me and you both were disappointed in. Promoted Ocon to third on the grid. Ocon did start third. Uh, let's talk about Ocon right now so we don't actually have to talk about him officially. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. He but did well. He maintained his third position. Yeah. It's, it's all you can ask. It's a podium. Clarkson before the race, Jeremy Clarkson of Top Gear and Grand Tour fame. And Clarkson's Farm. Which is also fantastic. It's very good. <laughs> he tweeted out, if Alpine comes third or, main, or was it like they maintain their podium position, I'll buy them all a beer. He's made out of money though, bro. I know he's made out. No, he owns a fucking brewery. He's just going to give them Hawkston Lager. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the biggest, easiest bet he could ever make. But now he owes Alpine a Pint each. Ooh. And they're bigger than schooners too. They are. So that it's not that cheap. Like if you're buying the whole team one, what you've got two factories, because they've got two separate factories fully staffed. Yep. They've got the race team that they take everything. That's a lot of points, man. That's over a hundred points. Yeah, and that's easily done by his own brewery. Yeah, true. I don't know why I'm so 
caught up in this. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, <laughs> so I, I, Alpine's getting beer off Jeremy Clarkson, I'm and thirsty. that's all we need to say about our Esteban Ocon. <laughs> yeah, he did well. Uh, he's still the number two driver, though. <laughs> oh, I reckon he that ruined that race with how slow he was, because he was very slow. Well, in the opening stages too, I noticed that Max initially Fernando was following dead on 1.7 seconds behind Max for like the first 10 laps. And then he dropped back. Then he eventually dropped back when he realized, like, I've got the hard tires. I'm going to just wait for whatever might happen. At that point, though, Ockham was like 11 seconds behind, and there was a train behind Ockham. It was Ockham. a train. So he learned something from Fernando last year. Basically, to how to train. But yeah, no, I... I think Carlos was behind him most of the race, and Carlos was fuming. He's like, I need to get past him. Like, I need something. And, it, it, and I mean, I tell you what, awesome time to do an onboard. Oh, I know, right? Let, let's just talk about the race. Screw talking about the teams. Yep. We know what happened. Let's just talk about what we saw in the race and what we actually enjoyed. And let's talk about Carlos first. <sighs> so, coming out of the tunnel, pops up on the radio. You need you, to push. Yeah, you need to get past this man. Like, hey. You can push. Go for it. Push. He does. Literally. Pushes Ocon through the corner. <laughs> cuts the chicane. Still doesn't get past him. <laughs> Snaps part of his front wing off, which stays attached but flappy. Everyone's like black and orange flag, flag this man. It has to be. It has to be. Falls off. About seven people run over it. Yep, including Lewis. Yep, Lewis goes straight over the top of it. And was up the hill too. Like I can't remember what it is. They said it like 16 times over the weekend. I cannot remember what the, the part where they go up the hill out of Sandovot is. Oh, I don't know either, man. It starts with a Beau Ravage. Beau Ravage. There you go. I knew it, I knew it started with a B. I like it. I, w- I was going to say Radion. I know that's no, not. No, Radion's um, down past the swimming pool. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I know it's not that. Yeah. Then... Though, the FIA assesses it and sees that, okay, every part of the wing is still stable. You can stay out. Yep. Crazy call. Crofty, Brundle. Everyone's like, what about Haas? <laughs> what about Haas a few weeks ago? I'm sure even Gunter was like... No, last year. Last year, Gunter was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, think back to last year. Uh, Perez is not part of his wing off. Red Bull determined in the appeal after the race. Like, no. It was structurally sound, and they proved it, and therefore the penalty was not applied to Sergio. You know what I mean? Like, So the part of the wing that they were questioning had fallen off, so the wing, they had precedent to be like, no, the wing's fine. And it's Monaco where you can kind of get around in a busted-up car relatively well. You just have to defend. Yeah, look at Lance. Yeah. Oh, So how many times did he hit the wall? I remember from the highlights... As soon as it got wet, I think he hit it like three times. I think Shocking. he hit it on the first lap. He's so good on the wet too, remember? Uh, I, I hate that. I That's why I'm bringing it up. It bothers me so much where they're like, oh, you're a wet weather master. It's like, no. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, there are some out there. Max. Max, freaking the wet. But also, I think, like, I don't... When Josh is your dad, you don't feel fear normally. No. <laughs> like, he's just fearless when it comes to driving this car around the track. Carlos, that's kind of it's downhill from there for the rest of the race for Carlos. Yeah, like not nothing good happened, unfortunately. Um well, let's talk about the incident when the rain came. Cause Ferrari, in peak Ferrari form, brought Charles and Carlos in back to back to swap tires. <laughs> now there was enough of a gap that it was he wasn't stopped for long, but he was stopped. 
it's just at this point I think we have to admit that it doesn't matter who the team principal is you pull the curtain back it's like some monkey clapping <laughs> symbols together man because every time they make significant changes to their team the same shit happens every year like Charles impeding Lando it's just like yeah it's Monaco and also when he, when he was impeding Lando his team was telling him about Max's lap rather than hey Lando's coming up on a flying lap you better get the fuck out of the way and then the double stack <sighs> just and then classic Carlos being told to push and being like absolutely boys cowbunker just straight, <laughs> straight up Alcon's <laughs> ass <laughs> credit, credit to Ocon though very easily, that could have been a race ender for him. And I, it pains me to say it, but like, he held that together remarkably well. Came on the radio, he was like, uh, I think Carlos just smashed me. Which is a sh- shock because normally Ocon's like, it wasn't my fault. It, 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 the rare time that it wasn't. Charles ended up finishing six. It's points. Carlos finished eighth. It's also points. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. You guys are a championship contender. No, they're not. But they should be. They should be, That's but they're the not. Every year, it Ferrari should always be a championship contender. And again, this is where things started to go wrong last year. Well, yeah. It, well, Imola was meant to be last week, and that's when Charles finished sixth after leading most of the race. Yep. Like, it, it's, it's happening again, Andy. So his engine's blowing next week, and Carlos is going to have a BBW failure, right? I don't think it's going to be an exact clone, but I reckon... Well, I mean, this was an exact clone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the double stack. Oh, it's it. We're not Tifosi. No. We're Australian. I tell you, it's got to hurt. It must have hurt. It's got to hurt. Who else do you want to talk about? <laughs> Would he get in a penalty for being a dickhead? <laughs> Run us through it. <laughs> so, when the rain hit, Woody has gone off at... Mirabeau. Turn going down to the hairpin. I'm pretty sure that's Mirabeau. There's a bit of runoff area. There was already a car in there. I'm pretty sure it was Kevin. Kevin had already run off while Nico was in there. Run off. So he's chucked it into reverse. And he's just gone straight back in onto the track. And Sergio has run straight into him. Like unsafe rejoining the thing. It's a five-second penalty. And then for the rest of the race, he's like, can I get past Lewis? I won't go five seconds ahead of him, I promise. But can I go past Lewis? And Toto had to come on the radio and be like, can you just drive? Yeah, shut up, bro. Shut the fuck up and drive. Even the goal, good old Rihanna. Shut up and drive. Yeah. <laughs> just get it going. <laughs> I think he wanted to get past Ocon. And he's like, let, make Lewis let me pass. I want to get past Ocon. And then... Bro, everyone wants to get past Ocon. You ain't special. No. Like, Lewis is the best driver besides Max. And he couldn't get past him. No one was getting past Ocon this weekend. No, he just he put that bad boy in fifth gear. Yeah, Fernando was in sixth. He Ocon was in fifth. Was in fifth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just cruising. Lewis though, not a great qualifying. The rain sort of saved it for Mercedes. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when the rain hit, Lewis and George both hadn't pitted yet, so they got the advantage of coming in and just putting inters on. Hint, hint. Aston, that's what you should have fucking done. You would have won the race. Because um, Max stayed out a few more laps, he stayed out one more lap, and when he ca- when Fernando came in, oh, we'll get to that later. Like, <laughs> sorry, we're trying <laughs> to talk about Mercedes, and basically when because they hadn't pitted yet, and Charles and all that had 
they basically got that free pit stop because they were a pit stop behind. So they've come out fourth, fifth still, and still Charles bitched, moaned, complained. You know, classic George. <laughs> British. British. But yeah, like Lewis just didn't look like he was getting past Ocon. He just... It's not a track you can pass on. And especially in the rain. Well, speaking of passing, this is where I want to talk about Haas. Because for once, we finally got our wish. We wanted to see more of Haas on the broadcast. We did for the complete wrong reasons. Was yeah. it lap one or two? Hulk hit someone on lap one. Hulk smokes Sergeant. Like, yeah. absolutely smokes Sergeant. Which then, Lance Stroll, who's also in that little battle group, goes, Oh, look, there's a gap there about half as wide as my F1 car. I'm going for it. And jams himself into the wall. So, Sergeant just got beat up Yeah, <laughs> on lap one. Like, he got smacked from one side. Stroll sticks it up the inside, gets drilled again. There was the, the runoff incident yep. with Hulk there. I think Hulk got a penalty at one point. One yeah, he got, got a penalty, penalty early in the race for what he did to Sargent. Yep. Magnussen made some moves. Yeah. But I don't know if any of them were clean. Like, we saw a lot of hearts because it was like, oop, someone near the back has just gone, yeah, yeehaw, let's go. <laughs> and uh, sent it. Lance pushed Sergio off at one point as well. Speaking of people who got beat up, yeah, holy Serg- shit, Sergio. Or <laughs> Sergio. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Purely because of his bad qualifying. But yeah, no, he tried to make a pass on Lance down at the chicane, Novell chicane. Lance taps him, pushes him wide. He complains, stays ahead. One lap later, Magnuson brake checks him. Lance gets <laughs> passed and then it pops up on the screen. Uh, no action needed, place given back. <laughs> <laughs> and Checo's like, you know what? That might be my only win this weekend. I'll take that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was. And this is what I mean. Monaco's an exciting time, normally because it's just Monaco. This was actually a very interesting race. Yeah. And it all came down to that that downpour. Yes. Once that rain hit, I don't even think Ted got another word in the whole broadcast because it was just radio message after radio message with every team principal, engineer, and driver all discussing. Okay. When do we go? Is it still wet? Can we yeah. push it now? What's the actual plan? That was so fascinating because it's not often we get a race that becomes a wet race and finishes that way. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have a shower and it will be one oh. lap of shower hmm. and then you stay on the dries the whole time or it will be a wet race and then every water's still the same and everyone just starts on wet. Yeah. But what I found interesting was what Martin was saying. So at the beginning stages of it, he's like, you can get enough heat in those tires. You can just push for those three corners where it's raining. It just so happened those three corners were the Lowe's hairpin, Mirabeau, and the corner before that. You know, six, seven, eight. So some of the, the hardest corners on the circuit all the way down to Portier. Yep. Like, it was incredible, like, watching them. And you could see them. They were going through on ice skates. And also, more interesting than that, this is the only race with the tunnel. Yeah. So even though... 90% of the track is now wet. The tunnel is dry. And that leads to an interesting thing with what are you doing with your tyres now? Is there enough standing water to cool the tyres for when you burn through that tunnel dry? And then you also get the water drag at the start yep. of the tunnel. So, you know, there is X amount of metres that water has now moved into the tunnel. And it increased more per lap because as it rained heavier and the rain got more, it dragged more into the tunnel. So about... I think it was the first quarter of the tunnel was wet. 
it is fascinating too. Like that that tunnel, like all of Monaco is hard. There is not a single bit of that track that is easy. These guys are driving around SUVs with zero vision. Like these cars are huge. And their heads rattling around as the camera showed this weekend because I'm pretty sure everyone had a fucking camera in their car helmet. Yeah, those camera shots are awesome. When you're coming through that tunnel, you go from natural light to artificial light. But that exit, watching on that helmet cam, yet yes, they're the w- not the best quality ones. But the white blinding that light. flash, especially when you, the second you're out of that tunnel, you're in a braking zone. Yeah. Maybe a third of a second of full gas to direct brake because you're doing a 90 degree left into a chicane. Yeah. That level of confidence, like, I don't know what goes through your mind because you were trusting that everything ahead of you is exactly where it needs to be. If anyone is driving slowly, anyone is not where you expect them, including when it's wet too. Like, this is the part of inc- last 20 Which laps. increases your braking distance as well. Significantly. Significantly. And also, the amount of braking pressure you can apply. Not only does it extend the difference, you're now modulating how how hard you're pressing that brake pedal. Exactly. Like, it's incredible, Monaco, just for this reason. It's why it should rain there all the time. Yeah. I mean, we've said it numerous of times. Get the sprinklers in Monaco exactly. every, every year. Fuck it. Do a night race at Monaco. See what happens. No, nah, they don't have the <laughs> infrastructure for that, unfortunately. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, if you look at the race, the race really turned on its head. And unfortunately, we need to talk about Max's drive. Man nursed medium tires 58 laps, I want to say. Where, meanwhile, Fernando nursed hard tires to 57 and made the wrong call at the wrong time. He Ferrari'd it. Look a little bit. Fernando is traditionally one of the best race managers ever. They, he, he was questioning it, by the way. The yeah. radio message comes over and you can hear him being like, are you sure this, this is Inters? Obviously, when GP comes on the radio and asks Max, Max like, fucking Inters. Yes. This is Inters weather, not fucking dries. Yep, definitely. Fernando, I mean, he did question it. Probably should have questioned it a little bit more. I I think so, but he's in that bliss Fernando phase where he's not as aggressive as he used to be. He's not blowing up people on the radio. He's doing pretty well. The call was wrong, but it also speaks to the fact that, you know, this was the first year in Aston's history, and by extension, Racing Point, and by extension, Force Force India. India... And by extension, Spiker, Jordan. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that they've ever been. Oh, no, there was a Midland between Spiker and Jordan. Yeah, but for like, what, two years? One year. Yeah, one year. That was, it was, that was a real cool, that was a flash in the pan. This is the first time they've actually been at the front of the group. Yeah. And these are the mistakes that you traditionally see when a team's up there. They play it safe, too safe, or they play it too loose. This was too loose. They're, they're nervous. You know, we have an opportunity here. We need to make a call. Let's do this one. Yeah. It was the wrong one. If he just pitted for inches, though, do you think he, he jumps Max? Because Max did an extra lap, and Max was very slow on it. I don't know if he would have jumped him through the pit, but it would have put him in warmer into wet, like warmer tyres. Mm-hmm. I think it would have given him an opportunity to force a passing maneuver at some point or pass him up the hill just with that, you know, because yeah. the thing is, when these tyres are put on the car from the blankets, 
they're not at full pressure. No. The heat of the road brings them up to pressure. We see it all the time in every type of motorsport. You have one to two laps of being like, okay, you need to nurse these, bring them up to their full volume so and you've then, got that traction. And then go for it. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of rubber and traction, I know this is super off topic, but I've just remembered one of the most interesting conversations with James Vows. Which was? Talking about tyre rubber. So it was Brundle, of course. It wasn't Crofty. Crofty doesn't ask these questions. But Brundle goes, hey, mate, we've had a number of support races here. Other cars are laying down rubber. Does this affect F1 rubber? And James went, yes and no. So he goes, the traction comes from the fact that there is residue rubber on the track that then your hot tyres essentially melt and grip to instead of the asphalt. Yep. However, he goes, it's not a perfect fit because F1 rubber is unique. F2 uses different rubber. The Porsche um, GT. They definitely use different, different rubber. rubber. So he goes, any form of rubber is better than just pure asphalt. However, because of the way these cars drive, their traction and their power output, F2 uses Pirelli's as well. It's a different compound. So it's not as good. He goes, nothing is better than F1 rubber on F1 rubber on the road. Yep. And I just, I was like, that's such a fascinating little insight into how these guys mentally think and prepare. Because before this conversation, my my take on it was, well, you know, Pirelli's Pirelli. Yeah. No. No, it's not. Not at all. And just the fact that it's like, oh, because you always hear like the tracks rubbing in, the tracks rubbing in. I've never once questioned it. Yeah. That residue is actually grippier than asphalt. And that's why they stick. That's why they like a rubbered in track. That's why having other support races on there that tears up the rubber is literal. They're literally oh. removing rubber from the track that has been laid down as those tires degrade. Or you have a support race that are, they don't give a fuck and they go on the dry, the dirt, like the supercars. <laughs> they just they just fuck up the track even more. <laughs> Which I like. That's great. It's fantastic. But for Monaco, it was just such an interesting insight into tyres. Would you be more inclined to let James Bowers be on the broadcast going forward rather than a Christian or a Toto? Uh, he is the best team principal they've ever had on their one. He doesn't have beef with anybody. The second Toto or Christian is on there, they're normally just throwing shade at each other. Mm-hmm. When you have, I guess, Matia on there, he's normally just backpedaling, he's telling not everyone. He's on there anymore. I know, but last year, <laughs> the whole time last year, he was like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, we can still win. When Gunz is on there, they just keep going, how's Haas going? He's like, yeah, all right, I guess. Like, I didn't have to call well. Gene today. It's, yeah. all, it's a good day. Yep. Like, James Vows just genuinely once spoke about his team and drivers, just going like, you know what, we have a game plan, we're adjusting things here and there. And then just spoke pure facts about how this sport actually works at that mechanical level. You've actually reminded me of another thing too. There was a point where Logan had to pit again early in the race and he's had to put the softs on. Yes. So at that point, they asked James, like, why have you gone the softs? Like, well, we didn't have any more hards left, so we've decided to teach Logan about graining and how to manage the grain throughout the race. This race is gone for him, but we can teach him while he's on the track. And that I thought was pretty interesting too. Like they immediately was just like, no, his race is gone. Let's teach him and get him taught about how to maintain the grain. Which is, again, like, oh, you know, everyone watches sport. And part of being a fan of sport is you going, I could probably run that better. Yeah, no. No fucking way here. Like, no chance. You can see why this man will inherit Mercedes. Oh, yeah. he's, he's got the brain power for it. He, Him taking over for Toto, Mercedes will be a powerhouse again. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And is it 
James Allison is now back in the fold or something. Yeah, he's, there was he's, news the, about technical, him. he's the technical director at Mercedes at the moment. Yep. Oh, that's the thing about Mercedes. Yep, you're having a rough two years. You're still coming like fucking second. Yeah, they're going to come second or third this year easily. It's not, it's not the end of the world for Mercedes. Not at all. Let's do a quick run through for McLaren. They got lucky. Yes. Yes, so, that's my take too. So I don't think Piastri finishes in the points if Yuki's brakes were working. Can we talk about Yuki instead? McLaren, there's nothing really to talk about. They got lucky. They they raced an okay race. Like, but Yuki, he probably should have been retired. What? Have they announced what officially happened? I haven't seen what officially happened, but the way he was talking, it was like he was having a brake failure. And the last thing you want in a car that's going 230 clicks is a brake failure. Especially around Monaco where you have, what, two runoff areas? Yeah, and I think Yuki's comment when they're like, no, just change the brake offset to this. And he's like, are you trying to kill me? Like, that was his comment back. He's like, no, this is going to kill me if I do this. Like, why can't I retire? And Yuki was having a pretty damn good weekend. Up until this moment with the brakes. And I don't know. Do you think... We don't know what officially happened. I didn't look it up. I didn't think to look it up before we recorded. But if it comes out that there was a brake failure or something like that, should AlphaTauri be fine for leaving their driver in an unsafe position? If the data shows that they are aware of it, absolutely. Without a doubt. So we, and we've made this very clear before, both you and I have watched broadcasts where someone has lost their life doing this sport for our entertainment. Yeah. Yes, they're racing for glory. They're racing because they're professionals. But the whole reason F1 exists is because people enjoy it. Yeah. Every innovation that has come in in the last few years has been about safety. Even these ground effect cars were questioned because we saw what happened in the 70s and 80s when a few teams tried it. They were incredibly dangerous. Yeah. This innovation, this whole new style of car, was a massive risk. We've seen the halo come in. Mm-hmm. We watched and we know why that halo was invented. And it saved a few people's lives since it's come in. A lot. We've watched fire suits go from a single layer to a seven-layered thing, and we've watched that save Roman's life. Yep. We, as a sport, and as much as some people disagree with it, safety comes first. These cars look slow on telly. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. They're insanely fast. The forces their body are going through. We've watched Max have a 56G crash. Astronauts don't hit that. No. And he walked away. Like, if the data shows that they were aware of a brake failure, something needs to happen because Monaco is a particularly dangerous place to race at. Yeah. And also, why would you make someone finish a race at Monaco? What? Where was he sitting before he started going backwards? He was in the points. But he like, was 10th. Yeah, one point. Someone's safety isn't worth one point when Max has already won the championship, right? Yeah, I was just reading then too. Apparently, he couldn't get the brakes to temperature. That was what the issue was. He couldn't get them to temperature to into that working range. So it was, it's not an unsafe thing, but I, if you can't get the brakes to temperature and you're confident on them, then I would have retired him. Especially with the rain coming down, so that cools down the mechanics imagine, of your car. Just imagine if he crashed and he did a Mick Schumacher-style crash. That's a million dollars you don't want to spend, you know? Yep. Well, I'm glad it wasn't anything in the data where they're like, no, you have a breach. It was more sort of driver error. But your It point- wasn't driver error. It was just there was an issue with the brakes that prevented him from bringing it up to temperature. So 
I'm going to guess the the weather had something to do with that because it was fine until the rain hit. You know what I mean? Like, other than that, what else is there to talk about from Monaco? We've t- we've hit all the main points. Yeah. I mean, Nick DeVries, we spoke about in the preview that he had three races to prove himself. Did Mar- that occur this weekend? Well, Marco said this is more what we want to see from Nick DeVries. That was a quote from the weekend. I don't know if that was qualifying or post-race. But either way, Marco's saying that. That's a good sign for Nick. Um, and then that it, is genuinely everybody. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> it. There's nothing else really to talk about. Um, and just Max again, doing Max things. I'm so disappointed in Fernando. I really wanted him to win. Even, Second place, though. I know. So it's an improvement. Although I did find it funny when the Red Bull team was all, like, posing with Max on the car. There's Fernando like this in the background, pointing up to the sky with a big smile on his face. I hope he stays in races till he's 50. He's great. We do have another race to talk about. Fernando's home race. Carlos's home race. Yeah, it's Fernando's home <laughs> race. <laughs> Spain's this weekend. I like Spain. I don't. Although, yeah. actually, no. I didn't like the old configuration there of Spain. There you go, because we can't forget. There is a change, and that chicane is fucked off. In the last corner, it's now straight into the sweeping right-hander. However... I just want to point out that that chicane was put in for safety reasons when it used to be straight into that sweeping right-hander. So, you know. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Look, maybe it's going to make better racing. Guaranteed. Yeah, that, that's, be- that chicane used to fuck up your last sector every time. Fucks up on the games. I like Spain. I That's one of the few tracks I like to race on an F1 game. I hate that last sector. I like every corner until the last sector. It is Spain. Again, you can tell it's one of our favorites because it's a racing circuit. Yeah. Custom designed. Barcelona. Gravel. Gravel. Grass. Carlos is going rallying this weekend. Beautiful hills up and down. Mm-hmm. You spend the first part of the race racing up the hill and then the last little sector racing down the hill and then along the flat bottom. Insanely long straight. Very long straight, which means gear ratios will be down a bit to prolong hitting top, top speed. Let's talk a little bit about last year. I like when we, we look at last year. Last year was an interesting race. Yeah, Carl, uh, Charles Engine went bang, bang. Max's DRS wasn't there, and they came on the radio. It's like, just press the button once. He's like, I'm pressing it 50 fucking times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we'll try once then, Max. Max hit the button once. His finger was going through the stereo. I reckon there wasn't a button left at the end of the race. I know, right? I reckon that wheel has definitely been retired. <laughs> uh, he's got to have the record for most steering wheels in a season, man, because he throws them or used to throw them back in the day. Let's do some track facts. It's located in Barcelona. It is. I wrote track suit. Circuit de Catalunya. Something Barcelona. D Barcelona. D Barcelona. I don't know. I, think I know it's Circuit de Catalunya. Oh, look at the map. The map. Looks look at the map. Look at that last corner. Look at how there's no chicane there. Look at that. That's that's gonna That's gonna cause some fucking It's gonna be good. Although now you're carrying more speed onto the final. Yeah, that's gonna fuck with gear ratios and stuff. Because you do, ideally you don't want to be hitting top top gear until just before you break. Exactly. So, Andy, normally you read the track facts. I know. But I have a surprise for you. We're going to do some track fact trivia. Fuck. 
When was the first Grand Prix held at this circuit? 60... No. 92. Oh, you are so close. I don't know how you do this every fucking time. 91. Fuck. That's... I, I don't know. I knew it was 90s. I was just like, wait, no, it's 90s. Fuck, when is it? It used to be Hareth before that, didn't it? Yes. Uh, look, I'm giving you a point for that. The circuit length is... What? 3.092. Again, you are so close. You're within 400 meters. I'm going to give you that. It's 6. Point, well, that, that was the old one, I think, with the chicane. Yeah. It's it's 4.6. Fuck. Again, I don't. you can't be mad at this, man. You're within 400 meters. And you don't watch this. These aren't facts that people normally know. So this is still damn impressive. Total race distance. Now, this falls normally within an average. 302.716. Again, you are so close. I'm still giving you the point. 307.104. Fucking hell. Again, you are so close. Lap record. Doesn't count. Doesn't it? It's not there anymore because it's a new track. It is a new track. Who had the most previous lap record? It was 2018. 2018. I want to say... It wasn't fuck. No, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Oh, okay, cool. I'm trying to think here. So, the W11 was 2020, so that means it was the W09. So, I want to say, oh, I'm going to say it's Seb Vettel in the Ferrari. It is. The man, the myth. It's Kimmy, isn't it? The legend. Possibly one of the largest appendages known to man. Oh, it's big dick Danny it's Rick. It's big Even dick Danny worse. Rick <laughs> with a 118.4. I should have known that. It is. I mean. I felt like, no, because here's my thought pattern. I want to explain this because I feel like you'll you'll understand this. 2018 was when they were having the, the engine go bang, bang a lot, right? Yes. Towards the end of the year. Yes. However, that car wasn't as quick as the Ferrari, because the Ferraris were cheating at the time. So that's why I thought the Ferrari, because I knew it couldn't be the Mercedes, because the Mercedes is overall quick. It wasn't quick in a straight line, which is what you need here. Which is which is fantastic, because even when you look at look at the map, and if you are listening, good advice is, is to look at the map every race. Because yeah. one, that you know, you never really get to see a no. zoomed out enough shot to watch the track as a whole. But every piece of the track is designed specifically for a certain style of racing. And what I like about the Spanish track, there are very few hard corners. There is, I, I guess, like turn one, that little right, left. Turn one. I want. I can't see the number because it's so tall, but th- that one there. Can you read seven. Turn seven. Turn nine. Yep. Ten. Turn, that's ten. Yep, ten. Where's nine? Oh, yeah, there's a seven, there. eight, nine. Yeah, seven. So turn ten. Seven and one are probably your three best positions to overtake on in this circuit. Yep, we see the, uh, of course, the DRS zone in sector one along the main straight. Obviously, fantastic corner to turn in. Obviously, and the DRS zones are designed for overtaking. That that's why DRS exists. But you are also right with turn seven and that sweeping left up into the kink. Yeah, you have a perfect opportunity to sit that car on the inside. Yep. And get a straight run up the hill because then you come to the left of the kink, which means you can take it a little bit wide, but you're on the power longer. 
Yeah, exactly. And it just means that you're on the outside at the kink at the, the top of the hill. Yep. But if you put on enough power, you should easily, you can take that at six gear. Yes. Like you don't need to break much into that, that little kink. And this is the first time we're going with ground effect cars too. No, second. Second, second time. This is the first time we're going with well-designed ground effect cars for Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a very, very fast race. This race is a speed paradise. I want to say it's like 66 to 68 laps. Yep, it's it's an average length. It falls within the normal. Like 66 it, last year. I want to say that that, um, that little change that they've made has probably increased it by a lap or two. Yep, one or two. It's normally, you can do this in one stop. Some teams do a two-stop, though. It is able to do on a one. Well, it depends on what the Pirelli tyre range is this weekend. If you've got the soft ones, it's probably a two. However, it's normally hot, too. <laughs> it's a very hot exactly. race. Exactly. So I think the only way that, that pushes to a one-stop is if you've got the, the hardest range of compounds this weekend. But I don't think... I reckon they'll have the middle three. I hate that that's not the rainbow anymore. We can't say, like, hyper soft, soft, and mid, hard or something. I, I get why they've made this change but the rainbow used to be so simple it used every to, color had a tire and you knew like now it's like c1 c3 and c4 you know what i mean like and my personal favorite the c0 there is no c0 i know but i always bring it up every remember last they're year they're all p0s yeah that's maybe that's where the confusion is from because all the tires are a p0 brand i'm gonna blame it on that and on the fact that i'm just an idiot who doesn't learn <laughs> Fair enough. What do you see happening at Spain this weekend besides Max winning? Okay. Besides Max winning, so you can't say that. All right. Well, I'm not going to say that. Who's good in a straight line this year? I mean... Besides the the Red Bulls? Yeah, I mean Aston. Aston and Ferrari. I think... Also, this is a track that they've previously done testing at for the majority of the last, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah, but now it's at uh, Bahrain. Uh, Bahrain. But this is also kind of a similar style track to Bahrain. It's just more hilly. Yeah. I reckon I reckon it's going to be a three-way between Max, Fernando and Charles, provided Ferrari don't fuck Charles. Or the yeah, or the engine, just the bad design process doesn't blow them up. Oh no, Carlos's engine will blow up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your prediction. Yeah. Carlos won't finish. <laughs> We're at that part of the year where until we get to the mid-season break, things are relatively set in stone. I think Mercedes might be a little bit closer than we expect Expect with those side pods. Yes, they had an effect in Monaco. They now have another, what, 70 laps worth of data to implement. This is a track that every team has so much historic information for that it is easy to set your car up for. We know what to expect. I think Mercedes is going to be closer than they've been in the last few races. They know exactly what they want. I hope Lewis beats George, but I reckon George will pit Lewis. He just seems to be a little bit more aggressive at the moment, and aggression works well at Spain. Yeah, You have space. You have the room on this. It's a very wide track, too. There's heaps of space. Heaps of runoff. Also plenty of runoff. I. I think that might be the story of the actual race. We're going to see quite a few people have to give back positions. There will be a number of overtakes this weekend. I know Monaco, we didn't get the what the 116. 116, which would have been nice. Yep. We got like 15. <laughs> so we got 15. I think total. we had single digits, to be honest. I don't we remember didn't check. many. We didn't check. 
Yeah, Mercedes will be closer in the mix this weekend than we've seen them all year. That's my first prediction. The second prediction is I think that Aston Martin will have a very equivalent pace to Red Bull. I think we might see a Fernando win here. I don't. I think that Ferrari, despite their qualifying, they will have a very strong qualifying. I have no doubt about it. I, it could be a Charles Paul, I reckon. Yeah, but they're good over one lap. Exactly. I also think it will be a devastating weekend for Ferrari. <laughs> I'm not even going with anything bold. You don't this need to. Ferrari is showing up. Oh, it's probably going to be a bad weekend for <laughs> us. <laughs> they're just like, oh, well. Uh, in regards to some of the lower tier teams, big straight. I reckon points, double points. Oh, you got double points for someone? Alfa Romeo. I don't think Alfa Romeo anywhere near the points. <laughs> that car is just not living up to the hype. It really isn't. But, but in saying that, I will say this. Albon fighting for 10th. I like it. I'm not saying he's going to make it. I'm going to say he's going to be in that mix in 10th. He's been having a decent year, all in all. He's he's good as a lead driver at Williams. Oh, it's a fantastic fit. And James seems to be... like. They both seem to be gentle people. Mm. So I think that's a perfect environment for it to work in. Albon struggled one because you're working with Max. Psycho. You're also working for Dieter and Helmut. Psychos. <laughs> like, Red Bull is a psycho team. Maybe that's why I like them so much. Yeah. But yeah, Albon fighting for 10th, I can absolutely see. There's no doubt in my mind that... And, you know, there's a couple of very big straights here. Yeah, that's like, why the William does well. Yeah, it's because they've got no fucking downforce. Yeah, but, you know... The rest of the track, they're fucked, but there's no downforce on that straight, <laughs> so they should get at least two positions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might, he might... Well, that's... Okay, here's the thing. He's fighting for 10th. He gets them on the line on the last lap because oh, there's no car... There's no t- turns to fuck up. Yeah, just just full power down just there. Just full power, DRS just send it. it. This will be... We're going to see a lot of passing. It's going to be because of DRS. Oh, yeah, that... D- Depending on where the DRS zone starts, it's going to be insane, that main straight. Yeah, it starts about 100 metres down the road from the corner. Well, fuck. Yeah, there's going to be be a lot of passing. And Martin's going to bitch that it's overpowered this weekend. Oh, he's a boomer. Back in my day, we didn't have have DRS. We just had to pass them on pure skill. Yeah, but also, back in your day, it was a bunch of yobos smashing cars together and sheds, man. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yes, it's it's different now. These are computer designed. Here's an interesting question. It's so off topic. AI in sport. Okay. How long do you reckon there will be AI involvement in F1? We are. It, it it is the sport that pushes the boundaries of technology, and this has been the year of AI. How is an AI? Well, I guess an AI could sort of run the programs in the car, couldn't it? Yeah, on the simulator, I guess AI assisted CAD drawings. AI-assisted race development. You tell the AI to do all the button presses for you. Yep. I mean, Lance Stroll is essentially an Android piloted by AI at this point. I mean, Pretty it's much. a robot. <laughs> Not a good robot. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's one of those ones that, like, Boston Tech used to make that just fell over all the time. That That's his sort of robotness. I think Lance Stroll will get points. This is a pretty hard track to screw up on. It's Okay, a, so Lance is DNFing. Oh, please. But he did last weekend. <laughs> Crofty didn't notice. That was the best part. Yeah. Did you not notice? He's like, I haven't seen Lance Stroll for a while. Yeah, he's, bro, he's, he's, saying sh- he's, he's saying he's eight laps down. Where is he? Camera literally cuts to him walking along the <laughs> half. 
quite possibly one of my favorite cuts ever. It's just, and he looks depressed too, just holding his helmet, fucking race suit off. Just in like, the rain? Yeah. Or was it dry at that point? It was in no, the rain. it was a little bit of rain at that <laughs> point. It <laughs> made it funny. And funnily enough, on the, the fireproof T-shirt that they wear, above where it says, like, there's a logo on the back just near his neck's neck, it says, Bouse. Bouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I think that's kind of it. I, I think McLaren will be nowhere. Yeah. This They're not fast. No. They did, as you said, they got lucky in Monaco because they qualified relatively well and they just And it's ground. also, it's a slow track, so cars that do well in the slow are more likely going to do better at Monaco. Yeah, Haas. Well, they were nowhere. They were no. They were all over the screens though, which was nice. Yeah, they were just crashing into <laughs> everyone they could. It, it's there was an accident. Oh, there's a horse involved. Well, it's because they haven't totaled a car this year yet, so they're like, "Dude, we got money in the bank. Go out there and do some damage." <laughs> I haven't had to call Gene this year. Oh, make me call Gene. <laughs> Give me a reason. I, also, I back on the stroll thing about walking down the harbour. Did he end up on a yacht? No, he ended up back in the pits. He's not Kimi Rockinen. Well, that's right. I just his dad point wouldn't out. let him on the boat. <laughs> his dad's like, no, keep walking. going. <laughs> I'm here with my other son, Fernando, <laughs> <laughs> my real son. Ah, uh, and that's that's it for Barcelona. I reckon. Yeah, I like it. It's I'm gonna, gonna be fun. Yeah, I'll stay up and watch it again. I um, reckon so. I don't think I have anything on Monday. I'll stay up and I'll start it. I'll fall asleep. Again. Yeah, absolutely. You have to work Mondays. I think I do too. <laughs> but unlike you, I work from home, which is why I look homeless. <laughs> yeah. A, a deep cut from our other show. Yes. Let's wrap this bad boy up, Andy. It's like, Please, I want to go home bed. Yeah, i I got to go home. Yeah, you got to drive. Sucked in. I am home. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We've had a good time making this. Please listen to our other show, Bums on the Bench. We had a fantastic time this afternoon. Yeah, it was quite that. fun. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Shout out. To Thunder Down Under Chunky Man 04 or whatever your name is on Twitter for interacting with us, even though it was about the other show. Our other show, but it meant a lot. <laughs> and we will, oh yeah, at, at Bums Formula for Twitter, at Formula Bums everywhere else, formulabums.com. Yep. And Bums on the Bench for the other show, at Bums on the Bench for every piece of social media for it. And formulabums.com forward slash Bums on the Bench if you want to see the website. It is, you can see our faces. There is our faces on there. Josh's face isn't there yet. He hasn't earned a spot, though. A recent Dave's still on there? Yeah, I need to take <laughs> them off. I need to take them off. They're with us in spirit. We'll miss them. Dave's getting married. Go on. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. So.